Hello and welcome to the Moving Curve. I'm Rukmini, a data journalist based in Chennai. Two nights a week on this mini cast, I consider one question around the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. Tonight I'm considering this one. How did we get here and how do we get out? It's one year and 105 days since the first novel coronavirus case was detected in India and we are reporting 24,329,900 confirmed cases and 265,346 reported deaths. It's been nearly 2 months since my last episode and I apologize for this long absence. Some of you wrote to me and called me in the last couple of days to ask if I had been ill and I apologize for worrying you. The truth is that I like most of you I suspect was overwhelmed. Overwhelmed by work, by the numbers, by anxiety about my family, by grief at losing a friend, by the horror of the news and by the feeling that we were back to 2020 and not just back but spiraling out of control. But the moving curve is back. and i hope not to take such leaves of absence again not just because i don't want to let our little community here down but because i mustn't forget that just as in 2020 this is a space for me to distill the news that comes flooding in each day and calmly reflect on it in the coming days i'll have some guests on and i'll have more to say about vaccines variants and death statistics for this episode i just wanted to take stock of where we are why we are here and what we can roughly expect where we are nationally is at what appears to be our second peak it's the tallest and steepest peak the world has seen yet the exponential growth began from early in march and since the 21st of april we've had over 300000 new detected cases every day for some perspective the us had just one single day over 300000 towards the beginning of this year and that was the single worst day any country had seen until then we've had 24 straight days of that we've also had deaths go up in proportion and even if this current flattening of cases holds we're still some time off from our peak in deaths because those typically come a few weeks after the peak in cases so how did we get here Some of this makes clear sense to me. By January 2021, the Indian Council of Medical Research's National Sero Survey suggested that just one fifth of Indians nationally had been exposed to the virus, leaving in effect four fifths of the country vulnerable. The high sero prevalence that sero surveys threw up in cities like Mumbai and Pune had given rise to perhaps an inflated estimate of how far the virus had already travelled. So that was one mistake. The second was that the durability of immunity wasn't yet established even though sero surveys in Mumbai for instance had already indicated that you might see a decline in sero prevalence over time because antibodies against the virus might not last long just how long we can expect antibodies from exposure to the virus to last is not very clear yet though research does seem to indicate that 6 months is a reasonable expectation So part of the current wave could be occurring in people who were exposed to the virus the first time around. There was also the role of human behavior. Lockdown restrictions were largely relaxed. Public transport was functioning at full capacity. Offices and restaurants were largely functioning as before, 
we had some mass gatherings including religious festivals and elections and distancing and masking took a hit alongside the role modeling that should have driven it even all of these sensible explanations don't seem to be able to explain the speed of the onset of the second wave and possibly its severity that's where the role of variants come in in addition to variants first identified in the uk south africa and brazil we now know that we have an indian variant of concern b1617 classified recently by the who as a variant of concern because of evidence that it is more transmissible india has been criminally slow on genomic sequencing but the work being done now does seem to support the fact that the variants higher transmissibility could in part explain why this second wave has swept across the country this past now that we're here and if this current flattening of cases continues where do we go from here let's start with the bad news there will be more waves by now that's probably of little surprise to any of you we have a susceptible population that remains and when the lockdown restrictions currently in operation in states like maharashtra karnataka and tamil nadu ease those people will be at risk again but now the good news even though our vaccination program has descended into a holy mess and we'll talk about that in upcoming episodes the fact that we've vaccinated 40% of our elderly population is already having an impact and is a pathway out of the terrible place we find ourselves in right now we're beginning to see a decline in the share of the elderly in both cases and deaths in different parts of the country and i've linked to the piece i did for india spend on this because there's some concern that the new variant is deadlier for young people for which there's no real evidence or scientific basis yet i was relieved to see that the decline in mortality for the elderly goes along with declines in mortality for all people in some cities and in others it doesn't seem to be an artifact of worsening outcomes for younger people when you see a vaccine effect what you then also begin to see is a potential pathway out of the pandemic at least for now i say for now because we don't yet know how long immunity lasts how soon we'll need to vaccinate people again and what variants mean for the future of current vaccines as well as vaccine development the road is still long but there's something of a path visible now in future episodes we'll talk about how to get on to that path and once on it how to run thank you for listening this episode was edited by anand krishnamurthy on the next episode a new question